classifying sex as good can go one of two ways. You can almost instantly be like, nah, that shit was hidden. Like, everything about the experience was good. Or you can reflect on it in hindsight and be like, oh, okay, that was that was good. That was a good experience. Me, I've definitely had a lot of good experiences. But I've also had some mid experiences. But in all of those sexual experiences, what I've begun to figure out is what made certain situations good versus mediocre versus less than ideal. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what goes into good sex. How do you know if the shit is good? Like, I feel like you can instantly know, but sometimes the more experiences you have, the bar can get a little higher and higher and higher. So does that mean that the situation before was not good? No. It was time stamped. At that time, it was good. You just got something better along the way. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what goes into good sex. It's your freak hostess, Jody, and you're tuned into Provocative. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I will marry a nigga off some dick because everything else we can work on. And I've, I have uh, sporadic periods of excessive masturbation. I really like how that just sounded. If I fuck you once and it's good, I'm going to keep fucking you. Because I didn't start sucking dick until college. Blew in that man's butthole. (laughs) That that shit is wicked. That shit. So when I think about it, you can classify. You can. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, you could slice and dice your sex life however the fuck you want to. But I'm going to say that you can look at it in one of two ways. You can look at every sex, you can look at your sex life as a whole with the different people, the different experiences, the different times, places, things involved. Or you can look at Sex within a more narrow kind of scope where it's like, okay, how was sex with this person? Maybe you had sex with this person five times, so you only evaluate those five times and you classify the sexual sexual experiences on a more micro level as opposed to a macro level. I'm a more macro girl, so I like to look at the entire experience. And I like to... Because here's the thing. I don't like to say like, oh, sexual experiences with one person was better than the other person. Even though I can, because guess what? Like, I was still present, so I know (laughs) what was different. But I don't like to compare guys. Like, you have to do it in a way where you're not comparing the sex partner. You're comparing just the overall experience for what it is. So it's really hard to be objective. It's really hard to say what's better or worse when you're trying not to compare partners. Have I done that? For sure. Yes. I do it a lot, actually. I'm telling y'all not to do it, (laughs) though. 
<laughs> I'm trying. I try not to do it, but that doesn't mean that I don't do it. I'm not a perfect person. So I've talked about one particular person that was like my first good sex experience, like real good sex experience. I was in my mid-20s when I got my first like real good sex partner. And we we were consistent. He, we ended up entering a relationship. Best sex of my life at the time. To the point where I was afraid to give that dick up. I was afraid. Because I'm like, I've heard from friends and people around me that good dick is on short supply. So I was afraid. Like, I literally told this man... I didn't care whether or not we were together or not. I was not going to ever stop fucking him. Now, obviously, that was a lie. <laughs> because I did stop fucking him. And I'm a better person because of it. But that's that was my truth at the time. I genuinely thought I was never going to stop fucking this person. I was like, I don't care if I get into a new relationship after we break up. I'm not going to stop fucking. That was genuinely my thought. At the time, because the sex was so good. So, what about the sex made me say these lies? Because I was lying. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all why the fuck I was lying. <laughs> it was a lot of things that went into why the sex was so good. First, chemistry. Chemistry. The energy between us was crazy. Like, you look at a motherfucker and you instantly like, I want to lick them. I want my mouth on their body. Like, that's how I felt all the time. And that's actually when I realized like, okay, when I'm sexually attracted to somebody, I'm like, <laughs> I want to put my mouth on them often. He's the first person that I actually really enjoyed giving head to. Really enjoyed giving head to him. Because prior to him, because it was, it was a couple guys that did not even know I sucked dick. I actually told, so I actually lied to somebody <laughs> right before dating this particular person. I just lied to somebody and told them, no, I don't suck dick. I was lying. I was fucking lying. But... That energy I felt around this person, it was a sexual energy, it was chemistry. Like, we laugh, we cool. It was just that chemistry, that attraction, right? That was the first thing. Second thing, he was freaky. He was freaky. I'm freaky. Not only was he freaky, but he was kinky. I'm not going into it right now. <laughs> But if you know, you know, there's a difference. You could be freaky and not kinky. Or you could be kinky or you could be both. I'm both. I'm both. Because they're, they, they are, there are differences, right? Freaky, like I said, I'm not going to get into it right now. That's a whole nother episode. But I'm kinky. And when you enter kinks, that means you're more experimental. You're going to try some shit. Like, Freaky, you could just do something because it's like, okay, I'm freaky. Okay, cool. So he was kinky and he was freaky. So 
he brought he he would put me on to certain shit sexual experiences and then i'd like okay i'm with it i'm with it because one thing about me if you my nigga i don't say no very few things i'll say no to like very very few like i'm i i cannot literally when i'm into you like that i cannot think of a reason to say no to you It's sick. It's mental illness. I know. I don't need y'all to tell me that. But that is how I am. So when it comes to sexual exploration, I'm going to do that shit. Like, this nigga put a pill in my booty. That was a... Here's the thing. Had anybody else asked me to put a pill in my ass and let them eat it out, I probably would have said no. Any of the niggas before him. Now, because I had that experience already, any nigga after him, I'll say no because I did it and I know the outcome of it. (laughs) But that's what made the sex good because I never knew what to expect. So chemistry, freaky, kinky, excitement. So I'll just classify that as exciting. It was fucking exciting. It was super exciting, right? Always looked forward to it. Um, dick was big. Can't go wrong with that. I mean, you can. If motherfucker want to fuck you like a robot. But <laughs> ain't so many times you can go wrong with that. Um, what else? Um, every time we had sex, it was different. It was just something different about it. Again, that goes into the excitement of it. Um, he was the first person uh, I squirted while having sex with him. That was the first time I found out I could squirt. We were exploring each other's bodies in new ways. And that's what made the sex really good. Um, I think that's like three. So we have chemistry. We have excitement. We have exploration. So we trying shit together. Like you showing me stuff. I'm showing you stuff. I had a lot of firsts with him. I had a lot of firsts with him. So you can imagine that it was hard for me to give that dick up. It was. I had to give that dick up mentally before I literally gave it up. Like I had I was done with him as a person. That's what made it easier for me to stop fucking him. Cause once I was turned off by his character, it took a while for me to be turned off. Cause one thing about Scorpios, we romanticize the shit out of people. Like I was like, well, that 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 dick is Prince Charming, so I don't care about anything else. But then once I realized it was attached to a fucking sociopath, I was able to, all right, come on that bitch. You can't be delusional for too much longer. Like, the shit was cute the first couple years. We going into year five, six, relax. Don't do that no more. Okay, so we got those three reasons, right? We got chemistry. We got excitement. We got exploration. Um to elaborate on the exploration we were both open-minded um I said it earlier like I don't say no to my nigga so he brings something to me I'm like all right I'm with it I'm with it especially if it was some shit I never experienced before 
I'm a curious person, super curious, super sexually curious person. So I be with a lot of shit just to say that I did it. And then if I did it and I didn't like it, cool. I don't have to do that again. But I'd rather try something once, twice if I like it. So those things made uh, the sex good. Uh, what else made the sex good? Um, communication. He was the first person I began to have conversations with after we had sex. So we would have debriefing moments where we having a conversation about what went well, what what can be improved on. That with through being with him, that's when I was able to actually tap into my fellatio skills. I know for a 100% fact that through dating him, I became a monster when it came to hit. Now, those skills were amplified as I continue to have other sexual experiences with other people that kind of gave me other tips and tricks as well. But him, because I liked sucking his dick so much, it opened me up to even being coached. Because here's the thing, ladies, if you want to be a good headmaster, a throw goat, you have to be coachable. Because niggas going to tell you how they like they dick suck. Everybody do not like their dick sucked the same way. You might have one person that like it neat. You might have one person that like it sloppy and messy. Know the nigga. Know your nigga. Know what he like. Do he want you to toot your ass in the air and twerk while you suck his dick? Or do he like when you make eye contact? Like, ask these questions. Ask these questions. And that's where the communication comes in. Because the more feedback you get, the more there's room for improvement. And all of that goes into good sex. So, uh, communication is super important. What else? Um, and then uh, foreplay. I'll say foreplay. Foreplay is damn near all of those things summed into one because foreplay is the start of sexual sexual tension all the way up to when y'all actually start having sex so it's the flirty text messages it's the 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 perfume the cologne the 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 way in which you're engaging your senses all prior to and these could be like little small stuff like I remember I would watch a motherfucker mount a TV and I'd be staring at his arms and I'm just like, oh my God, this motherfucker sexy as fuck how he just finna mount this TV on the wall. I'm just doing regular ass shit, but it was all foreplay for me because I was being turned on. Like sexual tension and energy starts way before y'all even begin to kiss. If y'all kiss, because everybody don't kiss before they have sex. Um, and I know some motherfuckers be like, wait, everybody don't kiss? No, everybody don't fucking kiss. Uh, some people don't start sex with kissing. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that because I feel like everything is customizable. Do what fucking works for you. I view kissing as like super intimate and passionate. So there are certain, like, there have been moments where I would not kiss somebody. Like, they'd go in for a kiss and I'd do like that. (laughs) 
kissing you. We just friends. We just here to do this one thing. Don't make this weird by kissing on me. <laughs> um, but that's me. I already talked about how I might have some issues. Said chemistry, excitement, exploration. I summed everything up as foreplay. Communication, duh, the most important part. Communication. So what's the energy you feel around this person with chemistry? Are you excited? What's the excitement level of your sexual experiences? Exploring each other. Are you open-minded? Are you open-minded? Communication. Are you guys talking before, during, after? Are you laughing together? Because don't be too serious during sex. It's not that deep. Like, the giggles, the, the, the moans, what are you saying during sex? Are you giving feedback? All of that stuff is important. Communication is super important. Honestly, I think communication is the key to closing the sexual gap when it comes to sexual experiences. How can you have better sexual experiences if you are not communicating what it is that you need, what it is that you desire? Not going to happen. Nobody's going to read your mind. Not going to happen. Um, foreplay. Foreplay should last as long as it needs to because it builds up that excitement. It builds up that anticipation. That particular ex was just my first really good sexual experience. That's when I started to realize like, oh, this is what goes into good sex. So then when I started having sex with other people outside of him, when I entered like my whole phase, there were certain guys where I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to keep fucking you. I'm going to keep fucking you. There was other guys where I'm like, mm, one time, not doing this again. There was obviously a difference. And some of the key differences were how open and exciting is this person? How is this person going to explore me and allow me to explore them? It takes a certain type of person to have those experiences with. Because if they're not comfortable with themselves, they're not going to be comfortable with you exploring their body. Um, some people have more vanilla views on sex. And that's perfectly fine. If you find somebody that is vanilla and you like vanilla, match made in heaven. That's where sexual compatibility comes in for play. I know myself. And for me to get in touch with myself and know what it is that I like and what I enjoy, I know that vanilla sex is a no-no for me because I'm too much of an experimentalist. I like a lot of different things when it comes to sex. I like exploring different kinks. I like exploring, you know, I like doing stuff that is borderline dangerous. Borderline dangerous. Some of the things that I've done have been super, like, you could have died. And if I was going to die, riding dick while driving, then that's just how I would have went. And I don't feel no way about it. <laughs> but I know that about myself. So you have to know yourself in order to know what goes into good sex for you. So I'm telling y'all, of course, what went into good sex for me. You have to take a look at yourself 
know yourself. What do you like? Uh, of course, the five things that I gave you guys are general enough to where you can apply them to any situation, regardless of the different kinks and that anyone may be into, or even if you're not into kinks, if you're more like a vanilla person, that's cool because there still should be communication. There still should be foreplay. There still should be some sort of excitement like, oh, maybe instead of doing it missionary in the bed this time, you guys do it in the shower, like whatever it takes, whatever it takes for your sexual journey because it's about you and what goes into good sex for you. I told you guys what went into good sex for me. I hope that you guys can begin to think about what that looks like for you and do it in a way where you're reflective and you say, you know what? Okay, cool. This is where I am in my sexual journey. This is how my sexual experiences have been. What do I need to do moving forward to ensure that I continue to have good sexual outcome? Because I know what good sex looks like to me. What do I need to do? Do I need to tell this person from the jump, okay, this is what I like. This is what I'm not into. These are my boundaries, et cetera. Or are you more of like, oh, let's just see how it goes. Go with the flow type person. You have to see, you have to know who you are. You have to know who you are and able to know what good sex looks like for you. So I hope y'all learned something today. Because the only common factor was like, oh, we had great communication. It was great communication. There was some sort of chemistry. And that's crazy because like I had really good sex with somebody that I did not immediately, like when I first, I didn't immediately find them attractive. Like it was just like, oh, you cool. Like it was very much a, you're cool. And then we ended up having sex and I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? So it was exciting and we were both exploring each other and anything I said he was with, anything he said I was with. So again, those five things that I talked about ended up coming into play later. Again, I told y'all at first I was afraid to lose that first experience because I didn't know if I would find it again and I did find it again. And it's because I knew what goes into good, I know what goes into good sex. So I was able to identify it quicker. Because I was already conscious of it. So when the situation did come back around, I was able to be like, oh, wait, sex with this person is good. I'm going to keep doing this until I don't do it no more because everything has an expiration date. Right. And then even after that person, I ran into another person that here it was I'm like, OK, cool. This is really good. So. Out of all of my really good sexual partners, I'll say that out of the guys I've had sex with, I've had like three, three really good sex partners. Like all of those, those five things that I mentioned, the boxes that I had in my head, they, it was them. It was them. Like, they checked all the boxes. I brought my sexual energy to them. They gave me their sexual energy. It was great sex. There was nothing. There's no common factor as to how they look. 
<laughs> they dick size. Actually, I just like all of them had big dicks. Um, <laughs> um, the common factor though was that foreplay, great foreplay, great communication, excitement, exploration, and communication. Great communication. Um, so yeah, I those are those are the takeaways, y'all. Like, know yourself. So that you know what goes into good sex for you. Because that's what it's about. It's about what good sex looks like to you. And through knowing that, you're able to identify partners that are compatible with you. Because you know what you know what it takes to get you where you're going. So yeah, on that note, we're going to end this episode and we out. Before you go, I want to remind you to embrace your inner hoe. Thank you for tuning in to Provocative, and don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms. Happy hoeing. P-R-H-O-E-V-O-C-A-T-I-V-E. Spell with the word hoe because deep down, we all got some hoe in us. And this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. Oh, is my ground too masculine? Put the nigga in missionary and the What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs>